what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Nick Carrier's Best You Podcast. Today, I'm super stoked to be not joined by anybody, but to be recording a solo episode on the framework to get closer to your best you. Hey, what's up, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of Nick Carrier's Best You Podcast. Today, I want to do a solo episode because it's the end of the year. And this is kind of the time where a lot of people start thinking and you should be thinking about your 2022 goals. And I'm going to talk about the framework to get closer to the best version of yourself and how that applies to thinking about how to go about setting your 2022 goals. So this is something that I've been working on ever since I started Best You. And I started Best You on March 27th of 2018. I always remember because it's my birthday. So those of you guys who are out there, make sure you mark down my birthday is March 27th. (laughs) Remember it. No, but really, this is like a framework that I've been working on because I created Best You because of this. I kept hearing people saying that you should get closer to the best version of yourself. And I kept coming back to that as my why, as my primary motivation to work hard, to achieve, to be successful, because I just want to get closer to the best version of myself. But I hated continuing to come back to that because I just felt like it was a cliche. I just felt like it was something that a lot of people said. And then I realized why I didn't like coming back to that why. And it was because a lot of people say you should get closer to the best version of yourself, but they don't actually tell you how. And so I was like, oh my gosh, that's right. My goal throughout my life now and my goal through Best You is to determine, okay, what is the actual framework that you can follow to get closer to the best version of yourself? And you can follow that every single day, every single month, every single year, every single decade. And What's that framework that'll give you confidence that you are getting closer to the best version of yourself? So that is my ultimate goal with Best You, to develop that framework. And I've kind of boiled it down to this rough framework that I'm about to kind of teach you today. So let's go ahead and get to it. This is the framework that I teach a lot, all my members in the Best You membership. And so it starts off by defining that there are six areas of our life. Now, this is not something that you have not ever heard before. This is something you've probably heard from a lot of people, but that you haven't used it in this particular way. So there's six areas of our life. There's our health, there's our personal life, there's our career, our financial life, our spiritual life, and our relationships. So there's these six areas of our life. And imagine that the best version of yourself is somebody who has more skills, experience, and knowledge in each of those six areas more than you currently do, right? Like everybody is going to have, everybody's best version of themselves is going to have hopefully, right, greater experience, skills, and knowledge in all six of those areas, alongside with a lot of the great qualities and traits and skills and knowledge and experience that you currently have. So you try to bring everything along with you that you already have, and then you try to either upgrade those or gain new experience, skills, and knowledge. So that's what the framework is kind of assuming, is that the best version of yourself is somebody who has greater experience, skills, and knowledge in each of those six areas of life. Okay, so the next layer, the next step is like, okay, if if that's what the best version of ourselves looks like is how do we gain, how do we optimally gain more experience, skills, and knowledge in those six areas? And so the way to optimally gain experience, skill, or knowledge is to by setting a particular goal. That is the most intentional way that you can grow in the way that you want to grow by setting a very specific goal to try to improve in one of those areas. And so what I try to say is we try to spike in one of those areas. And I'll I'll get into the rest of the framework earlier. It's like managing all of the areas at any given point in time, but then trying to spike 
in one. And when I say spike in one, it means that we're going to have a big goal on that one, or we're going to spend the most time and energy and attention on that one. And we're really going to try to achieve something great. We're going to really try to gain a lot of experience, gain a lot of knowledge and gain a lot of skill in that particular area. Then we have to select, okay, what do we want to set a goal in? And then when we go to set that goal, setting the goal is really important. How we go about setting the goal and the kind of the quantitative part is really important. It's like, okay, how big of a goal do I set? Now, one of the things that I teach in my 10-week transformation program is you need to set a goal that is both meaningful and believable. It needs to be meaningful. It needs to be a big goal. It needs to challenge you. But it can't be something completely out of reach. So it has to be believable. You have to believe that you have the ability to achieve it. That doesn't mean you lowball it because if it's not meaningful, then it's not going to allow you to grow. And so this needs to fall in. Your goal needs to fall in what's called the zone of optimal development. When I'm going to start terming as the ZOD, the zone of optimal development. And what is that zone? That's the balance of meaningful and believable. That's the balance of known versus unknown. That's the balance of what I'm capable of and what I'm not capable of. That's the balance of what I'm competent in and what I'm not yet competent in. And so you have to find what that zone of that zone of optimal development is. And the way that I've described this to people in the past is if you guys have ever seen a football game, the way for a team to maximally improve is to go against another team that's a little bit better than them. They're not way worse. If they're way worse, they're not going to get any better, right? If they're way better, they're just going to get slaughtered and they're not going to get any better. They need to be on the same playing level or a little bit above to have that zone of optimal development. Because when they play that team, then they're going to have a little bit of success, but then they're going to have some failure as well and they're going to be able to learn. And then they're going to have some success and they're going to learn from that and they're going to have some screw-ups and they're going to learn from that too. So it's the zone of optimal development. You need to toe the line between what you're not capable of and what you are capable of. You have to push the edge to be able to know where that edge is. That's what we mean. That's what people mean when they say you have to get out of your comfort zone. Because if you stay in your comfort zone, you're not going to gain any new experience, skill, or knowledge. But if you go way out of your comfort zone, if you are a homebody and you move from your hometown to Europe, like you just might completely crumble, right? Like you might have an emotional breakdown. You might do something crazy, right? You might, your financial life might go to crap. If you go from zero to 100, you're not going to be able to achieve that goal. But if that person moved from their hometown instead to Europe, but to Nashville, if they're, you know, moving from Atlanta to Nashville, then that could be in their zone of optimal development. It's it's far enough to away to where they're out of their comfort zone, but it's not too far away to where they completely crumble. Their parents are still three and a half or four hours away so they can drive up on the weekend and help them move when they move, right? I'm, I don't know who I'm talking about, but that's the idea. So when you set a goal, it needs to be in the zone of optimal development. And the other part about that is you can only pick one area of your life that you're setting that goal in. You can only pick one area of life that you choose to spike in because the more that you try to do, the less you're actually going to get done, right? There's this thing called, I'm blanking on the name of it, but I'm going to, I'm going to probably come up with it here in a little bit. But the more you try to achieve, the more goals you have, the less you actually achieve. And so we need to make sure that we pick one to really hone in on, really focus on, right? Like, you know, the importance of focus. You wouldn't be listening to the Best You Podcast if you didn't know the importance of focus. You've heard me talk about it before. Even if you haven't, even this is your first episode, you you know the importance of focus. You have to pick one area of your life to spike in and then you have to manage the other areas of your life. And so when it comes to managing the other areas, you get to define what managing means. You get to define what managing means every single month, 
every single week and every single year. And the reason why it's so important to manage these other areas is there's countless stories of people really trying to spike in one area or really just spending so much time in one area, but letting these other areas of their life go. Like, you know, me, I listen to a lot of business people talking. So I, I hear a lot of business people who just go all in on their career. They go balls to the wall in their career for two years, five years, 10 years, 20 years. And maybe it doesn't affect them for that period of time. Maybe it doesn't even affect them for 10, 5, 10, 20 years. But then when that 20-year mark happens or that 10 or 5-year mark happens and they get a divorce, they completely, their life goes to shambles. Or if a health crisis happens to them or somebody in their family or a loved one, then their life can go to shambles. If they don't pay attention to their own health and something goes wrong, their life can go to shambles, right? That's why you need to be maintaining these other areas of your life. I think about it like a tree. If you think about a big redwood tree, those ones that have a huge trunk, what do those have? Those have roots that are wide. There's not just one root. There's a lot of roots dug deeply to help secure that tree. And then also it has a wide trunk. It's not a narrow trunk. It's nice and wide. And that helps to support them when there is just crazy wind or there's a thunderstorm or there's lightning, right? A tree that is built off of, even if it's built off of wide roots, but it's tall and skinny, if they have a foundation in these six areas of their life, but they've just spent the last 10 years on their career and the tree is tall and skinny, the moment a strong wind comes by, they're going to blow right over. You need to have wide roots and a wide trunk. That means that you manage all areas and then you spike in one for a little bit. And then you choose to manage that and spike in another. And then you manage it and spike in another. And, and right, so the foundation for your growth all grows. So if you're watching on the video format, right, it's like if your foundation starts here, if your foundation starts low, then you spike in one area and that pulls that area up. And then you spike in another area and it pulls the whole foundation up. And you spike in another area and it pulls the whole foundation up. That way you're instead of performing at this lower level, you're always performing at a little bit of a higher level because you've chosen to spike in different areas of your life at different times. You're that tree that has a lot of wide roots and a nice wide trunk so that when life happens or when that big gust of wind comes by, you don't fall over. You might feel it a little bit, right? You might get a little bit knocked and a little bit shook, but you're able to, because of the strength of your roots, because of the strength of the other areas of your life, you're able to continue to stay on track and not be completely thrown into a complete tizzy, right? We'll be back to the interview in just a second. But first, I wanted to share a quick testimonial from a past participant of the 10-week transformation program. I started running the 10WT in the beginning of 2020, and I've had over 150 people on counting go through it, and they've seen amazing results both inside and out. If you're inspired to join after listening to the testimonial, then go to nickcarrier.com to learn more. We'll get back to the episode in just a minute, but first, here's what they had to say. Hey, I'm Bo. Uh, the reason I joined the program was to kind of get on track. I just turned 40, hard COVID year, right? I uh, just started a lot of bad uh, habits. I was working out some, but really uh, COVID had affected that. And so I just needed a direction and I didn't really have one. So this really gave me, well, I've done the program two times. I lost about 20 pounds. So I've got um, just much healthier habits. Next program gives you a platform to change also and it gives you a way going forward, you know, so you can really keep those habits and really build a lifestyle and a healthy life around it for the long term. You should join Nick's 10 Week Program. One thing I want to go back to a little bit that I wanted to mention was when you're going after a goal, when you're spiking in a particular area of your life, a lot of us 
are impatient with our results. I see it all the time in my 10-week transformation program. And, and I know I can be impatient with the results sometimes as well. And, and all of you guys, can, I'm sure, can relate with that. We're impatient with our results, which is understandable because getting results is what fuels our belief that our strategy is working. And that's what motivates us to continue to take action and hopefully continue to get results. And those results fuels our belief in our strategy, which allows us to continue to take action and hopefully see more results. But if like you're working out and eating well for four, five, six weeks in a row and you're not seeing the weight loss, you're not seeing the results that you want, that's what causes you to lose belief and lose motivation and, and stop that strategy or not follow that strategy to a T as much. And so here's where the mindset has to change. If you sheerly rely on the end result to provide you with motivation to keep going, that is going to be fleeting. What you have to rely on is the importance of following through with the promises that you make to yourself. If you can hold that skill to such a high importance and such a high urgency for you to follow through with the promises that you make to yourself, then you're not as concerned with getting that end result, with seeing the number on the scale drop. You're more concerned with just doing what you said you were going to do. So when you're chasing after that spike goal, when you have that big spike goal, try to change the mindset, shift the mindset that I'm not going to just let that end result be the thing that is the only thing that can provide me with motivation. I'm going to develop a hell of a strategy and then success for me is following through with the promises that I make to myself. Of course, I want to see that result. Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't be tracking your weight. I'm not saying that you shouldn't be tracking your progress or whatever, whatever goal it is that you're chasing down because you should be tracking your progress. However, sometimes there is results and actions are not all that closely related in time and space, right? Like sometimes if you take an action right away, you're not going to get the result right away. If you work out hard for one week and you eat well for one week, you might not see any weight loss. You need to be doing it for two, three, four, five, six, seven weeks in a row, maybe to start seeing something and for your body to adapt. And the same is true for the goals and the other areas of our life. Action and results are not always closely related in time and space. Sometimes we need to continue to take that action. We need to continue to move the needle for that result to start going. And so instead of relying on the result to provide you with motivation, rely on the fact that you're the type of person who's going to follow through with the promises that you make to yourself. You're the type of person who's going to say something and then you're going to do it. You're going to say something and then you're going to do it because the number one way that we can build trust with somebody else is to make them a promise and then to keep it and then make them another promise and keep it and make, keep, repeat. But that's also the number one way that we can build trust in ourselves to make ourselves a promise and then to keep it make another promise, and then keep it. Because that's what builds self-trust. That's what builds a reputation with yourself. And that's what builds confidence in yourself. So monitor your result along the way, but just use it as feedback. It's not final. Like results are feedback, not final. The true result that you need to have is following through with the promises that you make to yourself. So let's see. Let's kind of recap a little bit what we've been doing. The best version of yourself, we're assuming, is an individual has more experience, knowledge, and skill in the six different areas of your life, health, personal, career, financial, spiritual, and relationships. We have more experience, skill, and knowledge in those six areas. That's the best version of ourselves. In order to gain the experience, skill, and knowledge, we need to set an intentional goal. Now, the way that we set that intentional goal is we need to make it in the zone of optimal development. We need to make it toe the line between what we're not capable, between what we're capable of and what we're not capable of. And so when we're tracing down that spike goal and that zone of optimal development, we can't let the other areas of our life go by the wayside. We need to be managing or slightly improving in those areas so we have a strong foundation so that when a strong 
gust of wind blows or when life happens, the foundation doesn't crumble beneath you and your life doesn't go to shambles. So that's, that's, that's kind of the concept of the framework of getting closer to the best version of yourself. And the other thing about managing and spiking is look, let's think about it this way. Let's say right now you're 25 years old and you're choosing to spike in your health and fitness, meaning you're spending a lot of time working out and eating well. And let's say you do that for 12 weeks in a row or 10 weeks in a row. You know, somebody out there I know has a 10-week program. You say you do that for 10 weeks in a row. Now, hopefully the habits that you formed during those 10 weeks, let's say you were managing before and now after spiking after the 10 weeks, your habits elevate in that area of your life. Once the 10 weeks are done, hopefully you don't completely lose those habits and managing your health and fitness goes back to what it was before. Hopefully the, the habits that you formed while you were spiking means that now what managing, what quote managing means to you is at a higher level than what managing meant in the past. You know, maybe you don't keep up quite all the same habits or, or quite the severity of the habits, but something maybe a little bit less optimal. But the idea is when you spike in one area, when you're done spiking, your level of production or performance doesn't go back to where it was. Your level of production and performance and managing in that area is now a little bit above that. And so what managing the areas of your life means is that it continues to elevate and managing just gets a little bit more and gets a little bit more and gets a little bit more and gets a little bit more. That way you continue to grow at a, at a rapid pace and you continue the compounding effects from the habits that you build when you're spiking. Now, the way I want you to apply this right now is I want you to try to apply this to your 2022 goals. This is something that I am currently working on right now. I'm recording this on November 24th and I'm thinking about my 2022 goals and I'm thinking about the different areas of my life that I wanna be spiking in during the year and I'm kind of gonna men mentally break it up into four different quarters, into four three-month quarters and I'm trying to think about, okay, what do I wanna be spiking in during the first Q1 of 2022 and then Q2 and then Q3 and then Q4 and I'm gonna be pretty transparent with you guys. In Q1, I'm probably staying, I've been spiking in my career for a while and I'm gonna to continue to probably find a specific area in my career to spike and I'm gonna get more onto that in a second. But then in Q2, I think I'm gonna to try to spike in my personal life in, in golf because I just feel like I would regret if I did not try to improve as a golfer and become a badass golfer, especially when I'm young because now is when I have the most physical ability, right? I wanna build that foundation of becoming a strong golfer now. And so I think in Q2, once the weather warms up a little bit is when I'm going to try to spike in golf. But in Q1, I'm going to probably stay with career. And when you're thinking about what area of your life you want to be spiking in, I want you to think about this. I want you to think about people that you admire. Maybe it's somebody who is who works in the same company as you and they're higher up. Maybe it's some, a podcast that you listen to. Maybe it's a book that you've read. Like think about somebody that you look up to and think about why you look up to them. Do you look up to them because of an experience that they had, because of knowledge that they have, because of skills that they have. So if you think about the person you admire and you think about maybe what you admire about them, maybe they're a really good listener. Maybe they're really good at finances. Maybe they're a really good mother. Think, okay, what skill, knowledge, experience do they have that I now wanna have? And what do I need to do in order to get closer to that? Do I need to read a book? Do I need to take an online course? Do I need to go to a seminar? What do I need to do? Do I need to just listen to more podcasts on that particular area? Do I need to watch YouTube videos in that particular area, you can define the curriculum for your life. That's the idea here. You can define the curriculum for your life if you intentionally think about, okay, what are experience, skills, and knowledge that I find valuable, that I wanna have, that the best version of myself has? And then 
How can I do that in the upcoming year? Do I need to, like, again, do I need to read books? Do I need to take a course? What is what I need to do in order to gain that experience, skill, or knowledge? So I want you guys to really be thinking about that right now as we head into 2022. Don't leave your personal growth up to chance. Don't leave whether or not you get closer to the best version of yourself up to chance. Take action and make it happen yourself by following the framework that I've talked about. And now this is the framework that I'm working through with everybody in the Best You membership, all the Best You members. This is literally like what I talked to them on the call about, on our weekly call about yesterday, because they're on Tuesdays. We talked about, okay, what are our spike goals for 2022 going to look like? How do we gain clarity as to what our goals could or should be in 2022? So I hope you guys feel like you could gain some clarity. And I hope you took some notes. Like I have, I'm looking at my notes right here at this sheet of paper if you're watching on YouTube. And, and this is kind of the framework that I follow. And this is the framework that I've been developing slash following for myself for the last, you know, three and a half years and counting. And now I'm getting more and more clarity as to this framework and I'm following it even closely and feel even more confident that I'm getting closer to the best version of myself because it's like so many people just leave some of their areas of their life and they don't even factor it in when they're planning out their day, when they're planning out their week, when they're planning out their month. And, and that is going to bite you in the ass at some point, right? Like I'm, I hate to be harsh, but it's going to bite you in the ass at some point if you don't pay attention to your health for a whole year, if you don't pay attention to your significant other for a, a month, right? If you don't pay attention to your career and you're just lackluster in that particular area of your life, you need to be managing or slightly improving in all areas of your life at any given point in time. And also because human beings have the capability to do it, you need to be spiking in one area setting a goal that is in your zone of optimal development. I hope you guys do that. I hope you guys start brainstorming what your 2022 goals are. If you want to do this with me on a weekly basis, then go to nickcarrier.com slash membership and you can learn how to become a Best You member today because we have monthly workouts together two times a month if you're in Nashville and you have PDF workouts online if you're not in Nashville. And then we have a weekly call going through this and, and following this framework on a daily, weekly, monthly, and now yearly basis. So I hope you guys feel like this helps you get closer to your best you. Again, you can go to nickcarrier.com slash membership. If you would like to join, let's get after the rest of 2021 and prepare ourselves and set ourselves up for success to have the best year yet in 2022. So it's a great year that gets you closer and closer to your best you.